Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Little Curiosities. If you are a fan of Little Curiosities, you probably heard the episode that I recorded with my twin sister and I, where we ate cricket tacos. And I actually recorded that episode months ago before I moved to Germany. And now we are in Germany. And guess whose turn it is to eat bugs? Because I had to do another episode about eating bugs. My wonderful fiance, Mitch, is going to be eating bugs. And I warned him about this a couple weeks ahead of time. But how do you feel about eating bugs, babe? Not a big fan. Yeah, I was cooking up the silkworms because, spoiler alert, we are going to be eating silkworms this episode. And it smells pretty dang bad. And I think that alone has gotten you a bit queasy. Mighty nauseous, yeah. Yeah. So, look, okay, I'm not going to start off with silkworms. We're going to build up to that. We're going to try something a little more mellow. Do you have any bug-eating stories? I don't. I stayed away from them like most normal people. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. I feel like I have way too many bug stories. Some of them you heard in the previous episode where I probably talked about eating the live earthworm. I've eaten a bunch of other bugs. Obviously, I've eaten cricket tacos. But yeah, I feel like maybe I have a little more adventurous of a palate than you. What are your thoughts on eating bugs in general? You know, I've never really considered it. Do you think it's the food of the future? No. I don't you don't think, think people think, are going to want to eat cricket burgers? I don't think the people will get on board. I think you I might be a right. nice, juicy steak. Look, I too <laughs> enjoy a juicy steak. I do. A lot of people who are against eating animal meat try to push the bug thing. But then when I but release not animals, we get people see them as lesser than animals. Uh, they probably feel less bad killing like a cricket that has a shorter lifespan than a pig yeah. that can play video games. You kill millions of crickets instead of one pig. I know. No, it doesn't make sense to me. I guess there was also an argument PETA tried to push at one time saying that we should eat blue whales because one life would feed more people. Utilitarian approach. Yeah, it seemed like an intense approach to me. Mm. I don't know. I go back and forth about eating meat just because... I was vegetarian at one point. I was pescatarian at one point. And since moving to Germany, I do eat all the meats. Yeah, you're going to have to cut this part probably. Why? (laughs) Too controversial. You think it's controversial about eating meat? You know, I feel like a lot of animal lovers out there. I love animals. I literally have a podcast dedicated to talking about how awesome animals are. But you eat them. I do eat them. I know. I'm not saying I'm perfect. I am conflicted in the brain about it all the time. And I recently, today, as I was researching for my pig podcast episode, the pig episode, if you haven't listened to it, you should go listen to it and then feel even more mad about 
the fact that I eat pigs sometimes. Pigs are great. They're like one of my favorite animals. It's a respect. You got to respect the animals for yeah. the sacrifice so that you can be nourished and live well. I did tell myself that if I started to eat meat again, then I would have to go hunting. Mm-hmm. That'll make people even more angry. I know. But the reason why I decided that I would want to do that is because, first of all, I thought I would scare myself into not eating meat again. And now that I have started eating meat again, I feel like I can't back down and I feel like I need to understand what it's like to take a life in order to appreciate that when I'm eating a meal with meat in it, I am eating a life. I mean, there's a lot that I can go on and on about eating meat and whether it's good or bad, but this episode is about bugs. Whenever I talk about eating bugs, whether it's on my Instagram page or any social media platform, people kind of get upset. Hmm. Why do you think people don't like the idea of eating bugs? It's gross. Okay, well, yes, it's gross. It's gross, yeah. But also, I get a lot of people talking about, like, Bill Gates and how yeah, yeah. they're trying to make us eat bugs. bugs are being looked at as a more sustainable food source. It is more sustainable in some ways. Maybe not always. But I do think eating bugs, I mean, growing them, the amount of protein that they have, I don't think it should replace all protein, but I think it could be a good added amount of protein for people who can't access protein. Yeah, if people can't afford meat, they can eat bugs instead. Because the majority of the people in the world that are vegetarian aren't vegetarian by choice. We were just talking about this. exactly. Yeah, it's a low-cost option for protein. I mean, I don't know if it's a cheaper option than other ones, but it could be. Yeah, and you can also grow them anywhere with Mm -hmm. little resources. So look, I'm not trying to say the world should start eating bugs. I do want to talk about a lot of places in the world that do eat bugs, and uh, I want to try some bugs for ourselves because the one thing that I love about researching different cultures is like really putting myself like within that culture, trying their food, being more of a local. So I'm very excited to eat some bugs. How excited are you? You are inwardly freaking out right now. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not a fan. I'm a big texture person, so I don't... uh... Bugs have interesting textures. I will give you that. This probably goes without saying. Have you ever eaten an ant before? An ant? Oh, yeah, I've eaten ants. You've eaten ants? Not on purpose, just when they get in, you know, in, like in your sandwich or something, you just eat it. Or cereal. Cereal. Oh, yeah, like a little yeah. drowning ant trying to go on your little uh, Oreo. It's yeah, not Oreo. You know, it's like in your cereal, you pour it and pour the milk in, and you're like, well, I see the ants in there, but I already poured the milk. I'm not going to waste the cereal. Oh, it's so easy. you're being resourceful. You're getting extra protein. No, you don't taste it. That's true. I don't know. I've tried an ant when I was younger. I used to pick ants off the ground and eat them like a normal child. And one thing I noticed when I ate ants is that they were kind of spicy. Did you ever notice that? I've never eaten them alone. You've only eaten them with cereal? I prefer them with, you know. With other items? items. Well, I will tell you, I had to research why because one time I ate an ant and it was like super spicy on the tip of my tongue. And the reasoning is because ants have a poisonous gland on their abdomen that when threatened, they release formic acid. So this acid is said to be bitter and makes them taste like citrus or lemony, but also I feel like kind of spicy. Or maybe it was just biting my tongue and I took that for being spicy. Anyway, eating ants does have a lot of benefits. They have a type of fiber called citin, chitin? Chitin. 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 Is it chitin? It it might be chitin. Sorry if I butchered that. But it's from their skeletons, and it's an insoluble fiber. Look it up. Yeah, we can look it up. 
And it also promotes prebiotic properties for gut flora, aids in growth of good bacteria in the body. And some have been found to have antioxidant properties, which I thought was funny. Ants have antioxidants. So who tongue twister. Tongue twister. Who would have thought? Chitin. 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 Oh, you're right. Chitin. Chitin. Okay. They have chitin, which is a type of insoluble fiber. So they're very fibrous, which is good. All kinds of ants are eaten. The kind of ant that I've done an episode on before with animals that farm is the leaf-cutting ant. I think we saw one of those in Amsterdam when we were looking at the museum. Mm, Yeah, I remember. Yeah, so leaf-cutting ants are pretty cool, but they're also pretty delicious. And they're eaten in Latin America, Mexico, Colombia, Panama, and Brazil. As I said in a previous episode, they cut leaves to feed fungi, and they eat this fungi. They're pretty impressive creatures. And in Mexico, they are roasted and ground to add flavor to mayonnaise and prepare sauces. So I think I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to start putting ants inside mayonnaise and seeing if they add a little kick. Another ant that's eaten is the weaver ant. And they eat this ant in China, India, Indonesia, Laos, Thailand, Philippines, Papua New Guinea. I mean, the list goes on. The weaver ant is very eatable. And they're called weaver ants because they weave the leaves of living trees with silk to form their nests. Yeah. And in Laos, they're used to add acidity to fish soup, similar to how citrus is used in Western countries. And in Thailand, they're actually sold in cans. Delicious. Yeah. We've also seen honey ants before. Honey ants, which they're called honeypot ants because they use their stomachs to store honey to feed their colony in times of scarcity. And so I think they're kind of like nature's gummy bear. Do we have any? No, we don't have any honeypot ants, unfortunately. But they're consumed by indigenous communities in Australia. And I think we went to the Natural History Museum and we saw honeypot ants that were dangling from the rocks. Remember? They had like those little droplets. And it looks like they were like little... They alive? They were alive. They were alive. Hmm. Anyway, I do remember seeing them. I did not eat them, unfortunately. Hello, Kendall from the future here to correct my past self because I actually saw these little critters at the California Science Center. For those of you that do want to see these critters up close, please look there, not the Natural History Museum. Although I really am a huge fan of the taxidermy collection at the Natural History Museum, so maybe just check out both. The California Science Center states that the honeypot ants in their collection are from the deserts in Southwest United States. And they have specialized workers in their colonies called repletes that gorge themselves and develop enlarged abdomens. Those are those big, round, honey-filled abdomens I talked about earlier. These ants transfer nutrients to other colony members through tropal axis. This is a process which involves regurgitating liquid from one insect to another. Very interesting stuff. Now uh, back to the episode. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. 
Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Very exciting stuff. I obviously am a fan of ants. I'm going to get my little vial. So these ants came. Oh, I ordered a lot of these bugs online and uh, these ants actually came in a sort of test tube and they're really packed in there. I don't know, how many ants do you think are inside this test tube, if you had to guess? At least seven. Okay, at least seven. You're not wrong. I'll probably have a picture of it on my social media page. We're also recording this episode, so we'll see how much of it makes it on social medias. I'm going to open the vial right now. Oh, gosh, are they sticky? Ooh, they're really packed in there. I might need to get, like, a utensil. Oh, wait, I do have a spoon here. Okay. All right, so I'm going to scoop some of these ants oh, on the, wow. Okay, so they're a lot more wet than I expected. I don't know what I was expecting when I got ants, but they really kind of just look like soil, don't they? I love eating dirt. I like eating dirt too. I wonder if they're going to taste the way I remember in my childhood. How do you feel about looking at these ants right now? What do they smell like? They smell gross. No, they actually, they don't smell bad. They kind of smell like dog treats. Don't they? I can see that. Dog food. It smells like dog food. So let's eat some dog food. But also something in me says that they smell like licorice. But it's probably just my brain because they're black. Okay. I'll try some ants first. Or how about we try it at the same time? I have two spoons. Two baby spoons over here. Let me do my little portion then. So you try to eat a small portion of ants, but there ends up being like five in one tiny little spoonful. Cheers. Okay, here we go. Eating ants. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, wow. Okay, what are your thoughts? I swallowed it. I didn't taste anything. You didn't taste it? <laughs> you have to taste it. Okay. Well, you want me to chew it up? Yes. Right off the bat, I can see why they're used in soups to add like that citrusy, lemony taste because they taste like citrus. They literally taste like lemon. I kind of like it. Hmm. It's almost like if bugs were sour candy, that is what an ant tastes like. I wonder if these are flavored. Oh, no, I almost dropped my tube. I don't think they're flavored. I think it's just black ants. And they taste citrusy. You have to, like, actually chew some. Try some and chew it. I did. It tastes citrusy. Okay. Very, okay, well. Very citrusy. It tastes very citrusy. I think you're just copying me. But actually, those taste a lot better than I expected. I like ants. I would definitely, I can see that in, like, an ice cream. I can see that because it has, like, that citrusy taste. I didn't expect that. They make the truce with the spiders by putting ants in the ice cream. I will. All these bugs. Ruins it. <laughs> no, I mean, I think spiders, it'd be like a spi- an ice cream for spiders. Hey there, Kendall from the future again. Okay, so I did actually make ant ice cream. You can check that out on my Instagram at It's Kendall Long. Trust me, you do not want to miss it. It is quite a tasty snack. Now back to eating bugs. I think ants are delicious. I really like them. Okay. I'm going to go as far as to say that ants are my favorite insects that I've ever eaten. Out of all the insects I've ever eaten, I think ants are up there. Also, another side note, did you know that 
Certain cultures used leafcutter ants as stitches. Stitches. Yeah, they'd hold their skin together and they'd have the leafcutter ant, because they have such powerful jaws, bite into their skin and like seal their wounds and cut off their heads so like little jaws were still like holding oh, the wound to hold it together. together. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Sounds hard to be accurate, but cool. It's true. I've seen actual pictures of leafcutter ant stitches. Hmm. I thought that was an interesting fact. And they also taste like lemons. So there you go. Okay. Now we have another bug I'm going to bring to the table. This oh. is the bug I, okay. I was preparing these and they are silkworms. Okay, and I was preparing the silkworms. Yes, we're going to show the camera. Really close-up look of the silkworms. And I didn't want to just eat them raw out of the can because it smelled pretty dang nasty coming out of the can. And so I added some salt, pepper, some garlic, and some olive oil. And I put them in the air fryer, crispied them up a little bit. So they sound crispy. They don't sound as goopy as I did initially. I tried one raw. And I'm going to tell you, it was disgusting. I like felt it pop in my mouth. It like tasted just the way it smelled. And so I'm really hoping that cooked silkworms taste a lot better. In fact, that's how most people, I was going to ask you, where do you think people eat silkworms? Don't cheat. Don't look at the. Asia. Yeah, that's true. I guess we could have figured that. So in China, Vietnam, Korea, and Japan, they all eat silkworms. Silkworm pupae, what do you think they're going to taste like? Just by maybe smelling them alone. I've never smelled that before. It's like. It's like rotting dog food. Rotting dog food. I'm seeing a theme here. A lot of people say they taste like shrimp shells, and then the flesh inside is tasteless, kind of like bean curd. I like bean curd, but okay, so if if that doesn't (laughs) Doesn't wet your palate. So usually they're roasted in an oven with oil and salt until they're crispy, but I decided to air fry them. And so uh, are you ready to try one? No. Please? You don't have to eat them, but everyone's going to call you a weenie. Just like pistachio, because you didn't eat a silkworm. If you look at them, they they do look like little pupae. You can see, like their little heads, like like little like almost like little mummies, little bug mummies. Just never, they're like waiting to hatch, but they never will. It's kind of sad. I'm so grateful for steak, steak, and chicken. Try one. Ham. I'll feed you. Get your little spoon. So while Mitch gets prepared to eat a silkworm. These are the same silkworms. You got a tiny one. These are the same silkworms that make actual silk. So yes, so if you feel bad about eating baby silkworms, you shouldn't wear silk. Cheers. Ready? One, two, three. Babe. Ooh. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that is so different cooked than it was raw. I'll tell you. So cooked, I would say... I can definitely see the shrimp shell, but also kind of just like popcorn. You can't just look at it. You got to eat it. Down the hatch. How long this one's cooked? These are cooked for like 10 minutes. They're very cooked. Should you get one of the crispy ones? Mitch is trying to find a smaller one than he already had, which is a pretty hard feat. I want it to be crispy. While Mitch is trying to find one to eat, <laughs> silkworms have actually been proposed to be cultivated by astronauts as space food on long-term missions. How would you feel... If you went through all that schooling (laughs) as an astronaut, and they're like, hey, this is me a month mission. All you have to eat is silkworm pupae. I don't know. Okay, after eating this, I can understand why people like them. I do think they're pretty good. I don't think they're bad. Initially, straight out of the can, they were a little stinky. But after cooking them with some salt and some garlic, I I really do think I understand it now. I can see why they're good. 
Ooh, Mitch ate one. Deep breaths. Deep breaths. What are your thoughts? Delicious. Do you actually think it's delicious? No, it's disgusting. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. Give me texture. Texture, texture. Texture. You like the texture? Ugh. The taste isn't too bad. Yeah. The garlic and the salt makes it taste good. It's like cooked, which is, you know, better. But, uh, you know, funky texture. It's like a crunchy shell on the outside. And it's really yeah. squishy on the inside. I'd say it's like a softer shrimp shell. Soft shell crab, maybe. I love crabs. Yeah, I would say that's not bad. I don't think it's bad. Take also, more. eat more. Oh. I will. I'm gonna eat this for breakfast. Like, like spoonfuls. Yeah, there you go. yeah. Look, I am gonna save this. I thought you liked it. Do it. Save this for the neighborhood. Go ahead. Go ahead. Take a bite. Babes, I Take need to save. I need to save room for our last bug. Take a spoonful. Make sure the camera can see. <laughs> that was like, you know, eat more than that. You're taking a spoonful. Bigger, These are tiny bigger, spoons. Bigger spoonful. No. Oh, it's juicy. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not bad. It's just the thought of it. <laughs> okay. I've now eaten more silkworms than I ever thought I would in my entire life. It brings you up to four. Mm. You got a whole bowl to go. I don't know wasn't cooked, was it? Uh. <laughs> I'm eating. Uh. Okay. I had some emergency juice on the side just in case. Okay, back to astronauts eating silkworms in space. An average astronaut would have to consume 170 silkworms and their cocoons per day to meet animal protein needs. Just protein, not calories. Yeah, protein needs. 170 silkworm pupae. That's a lot, but it's doable. I mean, I guess if you had no other source of food or you were going to be in space for a long time and you needed fresh protein, those aren't that bad. It's kind of like seafood. Yeah, I wonder what it, the question would be the weight. The weight is, is it, true. Is it way less? Same protein, weighs less? Might be worth it. Yeah. No, I think that they're uh, good. But there are studies that show silkworm consumption is known to help minimize blood cholesterol, prevent liver cirrhosis, and reduce fat accumulation. So my question is, do you think silkworms are the next bodybuilder superfood? Protein. More. There you go. <laughs> I envision bodybuilders. So I think maybe in every bodybuilder's studio, I just picture like a workout studio with like a little bug farm on the side and they're just like chowing down and all these bugs. All right. So our final bug, I know it's sad. This is our last bug of the episode, but they're really popular in certain parts of Africa from what I've read. They are called Mopani worms. I'm going to open this package right here. So Mopani worms are basically like caterpillars. They have fuzzy little feet. They come in bright colors of red, yellow, orange, blue, and white with black spikes perpetuating from their back. And it's the kind of caterpillar you'd look at and you'd think, I wouldn't eat that because it looks poisonous. Like it does look like a poisonous bug, but they're very popular and they're eaten. Every bug I look at, I have to determine whether or not I'll eat it. Yeah, I think that's a good thing to think about. When you are... You know, scavenging for food, you have to think, can I eat this or will it kill me? Those are two important questions. Mm. And I think a lot of bugs are eatable. Maybe not all of them. So how excited are you to try a Mopani worm? I'm going to take these out so you can look at it. So I got them dried inside of this little freeze-dried package. It says ready to eat on the packaging. They look like little dried caterpillars. They look kind of cute. You can see their little heads, no. each little section of their bodies, and they have little spikes on them. You can either rehydrate them overnight, 
Or you can just eat them dried. So we are going to eat them dried because after eating that silkworm pupae, I'm not sure if I want to eat anything moist anymore. All right. You want to try it? Yours is smaller than mine. Do you want a smaller Mopani worm? No. Mm. You're just not tough. I would not, I'm not going to eat the whole thing. I'm going to take a bite of it. All right, whatever. Cheers. Whoa. Is it hollow? It's hollow inside. Hmm. Okay. So. No, it's not hollow. It's like got compartments. You know what it tastes like? It tastes like tea leaves. It smells like that. Don't you smell my breath? It smells like tea leaves. Oh my gosh. Wow. Hmm. It has like a pleasant tea leaf taste, as pleasant as a tea leaf taste could be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tastes like there's no barbecue. Yeah, there's no barbecue. Which I'm kind of glad. Because I wanted to have the Mopani worm for what it really was. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm actually pleasantly surprised by all the bugs we've eaten. They're called Mopani worms because they eat Mopani leaves. And that's probably what they taste like. They probably taste like the leaves they eat. And uh, the leaves kind of look like pairs of symmetrical angel wings. You know? They're kind of pretty, these leaves that they eat. The sad truth about the Mopani worm is that they're often harvested before making it to metamorphosis because they're eaten so much. And they're eaten a lot in um, Zimbabwe, in Africa, mm-hmm. Southern Africa. That's where they're most predominantly eaten. Yeah, they're packed with protein. They are about 46 to 61% protein. They're a higher percent on average than steak. So these are some protein-packed suckers. Mm. So you keep talking about steak. So maybe are you going to replace it with Mopani worms? No. No? Okay. Not even after they tasted like tea leaves? Especially after. They also have concentrations of potassium, calcium, zinc, and magnesium. And I'm feeling sick recently. And so I'm hoping that the zinc in these little Mopani worms will make me feel better. And maybe prevent you from getting sick. I'm already sick. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. How are Mopani worms prepared? So they're often shaken from the trees, those Mopani trees I was telling you about. And they're harvested by hand during the rainy season. Then they're de-gutted, which is done by squeezing out the bright green guts. (laughs) And then they are taken home to be dried in the sun. So maybe that's why they're hollow, because all their guts have been squeezed out. And they're sold at markets, dried just like this, this little container, this little package that I have. And they can keep for months without being refrigerated. They can be eaten as a dried snack or soaked in water before they're ready to cook. About four hours soaked in water. Then they're fried and put in a stew of tomatoes, garlic, peanuts, chilies, and onions. And then that's added to a porridge made from maize. These bugs also come canned, so you could also get them juicy, (laughs) pre-juiced. Or you can just eat them right off the tree. I've seen people eat them, like, they'll pick them off the tree and they'll eat them guts and all. Mm. Yeah, so you can eat them in many different ways. Also, fun fact, sales of dried mopani worms in South Africa can exceed 1,600 metric tons per year. Wow. That is a lot of mopani worms. So these are very popular. They look very like popular. caterpillars. I can't tell you that. I can't answer that question. I, they are worm-like. I thought they become, didn't it say something about becoming a butterfly? Yeah, they turn into, here, I have it written down. So they are caterpillars. Let's see. Yeah, metamorphosis. Worms don't turn into butterflies. Oh, they turn into an emperor moth after metamorphosis. That's a moth, dude. Mm-hmm. So they're moths. Yeah. They don't get special names, they're just worms? Mopani worms. That's just what the locals called them. Yeah, so they're definitely popular. Those are all the bugs I'll make you eat today. That wasn't so bad. How do you feel about eating all of them? You know, the Mopani was probably not, was probably the least bad, but that's because it's been dried. 
Mm-hmm. The flavor of the silkworms was good because it's a bunch of salt and garlic and everything. The ant, I just followed. You really need to try the Didn't ant because it. my favorite it. of all the bugs that we ate was the ant. I really liked the ants. Yeah. Yeah, they look gross. They do look gross, but... Like pop rocks. They don't look gross. They don't even look gross. I feel like if you mix it with ice cream, it'd be kind of like a little lemony, Ugh. creamy. Sick. If like, like pop rocks were dirt flavored, that's what they look like. You didn't even taste it, so you don't know. That's what they look like. Anyway. <laughs> so uh, after eating all of these bugs, I kind of feel like... I, I could understand, like, if you were raised eating these bugs, it seems completely normal. They don't have any sort of awful taste. I feel like a lot of them are similar to things that we already eat. And yeah, I think I have a whole new appreciation for these kinds of bugs. And I can see maybe implementing them into my diet. I don't know. We'll see. We're going to the butcher tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Going to the butcher tomorrow. All right. So thank you all for tuning in to this episode of Little Curiosities. It was so fun watching Mitch struggle through eating all of those bugs. Hopefully you're not scarred. I'm going to sleep well. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of protein inside these bugs, so does that promote sleep or does that make you more awake and more active? Like you're going to want to do a workout after eating all these bugs. Yeah, I guess I'll have nightmares actually. So I'm not, have I'm nightmares not, of giant mapani worms. I'm not going to sleep well. It's eating you with their guts seizing. Getting revenge. The bugs getting revenge. <laughs> Look, isn't there a stat that for every one human, there's like hundreds of thousands of ants? Probably. So if bugs really wanted to take over the human species, they could. They don't have thumbs. You're right. They don't have thumbs, but maybe they can all bind together to create one hand and create, (laughs) like, have thumbs. I don't know. They're like one mind. Hey, Kendall from the future here yet again. Correction. For every one human, there is, in fact, about 2.5 million ants. So beware. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Little Curiosities. Please make sure you rate, review, subscribe. It means so much if you could share this episode with someone that you know. really want to get this podcast out there, and your support is so lovely. So thank you so much for listening, and thank you for joining me, Mitch. Sorry to make you uh, suffer if you did. You're welcome. I should have got paid more for eating bugs. Pistachio will pay you. Pistachio's been here the whole time. He's been pretty quiet, actually, surprisingly. All right, thank you so much, and I will talk to you next week. Ciao. Bye. Little Curiosities with Kendall Long is a Q-Code production. Executive produced by David Henning and Steve Wilson. Produced by Alexa Gabrielle Ramirez. Edited by Will Tendy. Music by Kendall Long and Will Tendy. Hey guys, Heather Ashley here, host of the Big Mad True Crime Podcast. If you're looking for a true crime podcast with all of the details and none of the small talk, you have found your people. Each week, we dive deep into a new case and learn everything there is to know, from getting to know the victim and the impact their cases had on those around them, to the investigation into what happened to them and who is or might be responsible. And if the bad guy looks like he might drink whiskey by a dumpster or has the social skills of an ogre, we say it because we were all thinking it anyway. As the name suggests, we get big mad over true crime, and I would love to have you join our incredible community of listeners with big hearts and zero time for small talk. Subscribe to Big Mad True Crime anywhere you listen to podcasts and listen to new episodes every single Monday. Whether you're in a relationship, single, or recently heartbroken, you could be navigating some tough stuff. And it really can be challenging to do this on your own. We all need help when it comes to our relationships, very specifically, our love lives. 
I'm Jillian, and each week on my podcast, Jillian on Love, I share skills on how to strengthen our relationships, how to build a stronger sense of self, and how to heal heartbreak and choose better partners. Learn how to start making change today and search for Jillian on Love wherever you're listening now.